a beautiful foreign girl, a perverted murderer who has a hobby of wearing women's panties, a person who is ready to destroy himself but is admired by the female students around the world. What happened? Today, we will discuss the case of Tatsuyu Aichihashi and Lindsay Hawker, victims of unforgivable crimes. There are many strange and amazing facts in this case. A body found in a flower pot, police incompetence, plastic surgery to stay undetected, and a manhunt for suspects crime takes place all over the world. Now, welcome to our channel, which opens the door to painful truths. So take a deep breath and walk with me through the dark. We're going to begin in England, more specifically in the city of Coventry. It is well-renowned for its ancient cathedral, but unfortunately, it was destroyed during World War II. The town can be found deep in the Midlands of England in the United Kingdom. With convenient access to both London and Birmingham, as well as the majority of the country in under two hours driving time, Coventry has made a remarkable comeback over the past several decades to become an engineering powerhouse for the United Kingdom. Lindsay Hawker was a person who made their home in this city because of its advantageous location and the many opportunities it presented to them. On the 30th of December in 1984, Lindsay Hawker was brought into the world by her parents, Bill and Julia Hawker. She had two sisters, both of whom were called Louise and Lisa, and she grew up to be a happy youngster. She received her education at King Henry VIII School. And then, after finishing her time there, she went on to pursue a degree in biology at the University of Leeds. She entered university with academic success as well, and in 2006, she received a first-class honors grade. She was both highly serious about her future job and popular among her peers during her time in school. Lindsay had a lot of things working in her favor. She was intelligent nurturing, kind, and successful all at the same time. However, she also felt the need to broaden her horizons before continuing her education toward a master's degree. As a result, she devised a strategy in the middle of the year 2006. Lindsay made the decision to break away from her hectic routine for an entire year in order to travel and work at the same time. She reasoned that taking a break from her studies for a year would provide her with a fresh outlook on life. As a result, in October of 2006, she enrolled at Nova Teaching School and shortly thereafter found herself on an aircraft headed to Japan. She had enrolled at Nova, which is the largest private English school in Japan. Nova hires individuals from all over the world to teach the language in both Osaka and Tokyo. She had signed up to teach in both cities. Lindsay was one of the fortunate few who was given the opportunity to work on the Nova, which is widely regarded as a prestigious task. After touching down in Tokyo, Lindsay was ultimately allocated to Koiwa, which is a district in the Edogawa ward of Tokyo. She would soon discover that her new surroundings offered both comfort and excitement. It takes just 17 minutes to go to Akihabara and it takes only 22 minutes to get to Asakusa. But there is a variety of sights, 
activities, and fun things to do around Koiwa. Whether you're there for the food, the parks, the shopping, the temples, or simply a nice drink. Koiwa is located only 17 minutes away from Akihabara, and it is only 22 minutes away from Asakusa. The city of Tokyo has it everything. She was thrilled that she had discovered herself in one of the world's most fascinating cities, and she was making the most of her experience there. She made the decision to relocate to Chiba, which is located a bit farther east of the core of Tokyo. Around these parts, rent was more affordable. She also moved in with two other teachers who also worked at another school. Very quickly, the three of them would become friends with one another after moving in together. And not long after that, Lindsay's time in Tokyo began to move at a breakneck pace. Lindsay frequently found herself thinking about where she came from, despite the fact that she was having a wonderful time away from home. Back in England, she was supported by a kind and supportive family, a huge network of friends, and a caring lover. In light of the aforementioned, the homebird maintained regular communication with others via the use of platforms such as Facebook, Skype, texts, and phone conversations. In March of 2007, six months into her stay in Tokyo, Lindsay found herself in the middle of an uncomfortable situation. After completing her shift for the day, she made her way back to Chiba Station to get her bike before heading home. A guy came up behind her and approached her as she was opening the lock on her bicycle. When she turned around, the man welcomed her by stating, You are my English teacher. When she continued to turn, he continued his greeting. The circumstances left Lindsay feeling perplexed. She had no doubt in her mind that he was not one of her pupils. She declined to react in an embarrassing manner, but the man proceeded to follow her around. She quickly hopped on her bike and started pedaling away from the man, but he continued to pursue her. As she picked up the pace, he went from walking to jogging, then from jogging to running. Finally, he was sprinting. Because Chiba has so many roads and pathways that overlap with one another, it was quite difficult for Lindsay to get away from him. He persisted in striking up a discussion with Lindsay, during which he inquired as to where she was from and where she received her education. Despite this, she continued her efforts to get away from him. After some time, she arrived at her flat and this is where she dismounted her bicycle to enter. The man's name was Tatsuyu Aichihashi, and he had been chasing Lindsay all the way back home for the entirety of the time they had spent together. When he eventually caught up with her, he proposed to her as soon as they were together again. In spite of the peculiar performance, the offer was uncomplicated and appeared to be without malice. Tatsuya approached Lindsay with the question of whether or not she would be interested in teaching him English. He had the impression that he was in need of some assistance with the language. They could have their meeting in a coffee shop, and he would pay her a substantial hourly rate for their time together. Lindsay declined with good manners. Her job schedule kept her quite busy, so whatever free time that she did have was spent pursuing her own interests and having fun. Tatsuya was upset, yet he seemed to acknowledge and accept her response anyway. However, 
It was at this point that he asked her the last of his peculiar questions. After what felt like an endless pursuit through the streets of Chibi in pursuit of Lindsay, he was parched. He respectfully requested that she offer him with a drink of water whenever he was at her apartment. Although Lindsay was uneasy about it, she eventually gave in and let her boyfriend enter the flat. It's true that he was an odd man, and he did make her feel uneasy, but she had two other people living in the apartment with her. This was a great opportunity to hint to the man that she was never alone by demonstrating that she was always accompanied by someone. In addition to that, it gave her friends the chance to view his face in the event that the topic was brought up again in the future. They went into the apartment together, and after they were inside, he made the offer once more as he was drinking his drink in her flat. This time, there was a price tag attached to it. He would pay Lindsay 3,500 yen per hour which is equivalent to $32 US dollars, and the conversation would only be on business. Lindsay was in the position of being unable to decline this offer. Despite the fact that Nova was assisting her in getting by in Tokyo, she could use some additional cash, and this was simple money. She said that she would do as he asked, and they decided to meet at a local coffee shop a few days later. Tatsuyu expressed his gratitude to Lindsay for the opportunity, which he found to be really generous. However, before he would leave her apartment, he wanted to offer her one more thing to take with her. He reached into his back pocket and pulled out a pen before grabbing a piece of scratch paper. After then, he began scrawling something down on the paper. After waiting a few seconds, he then gave the message to her. Along with the drawing of Lindsay, which he had just finished, there was also his name and his phone number written on the piece of paper. Tatsuyu Aichihashi was a guy in his late 20s who was born and raised in the city of Ichikawa, which is situated in Chiba Prefecture. On January 5, 1979, he was born in the prefecture of Gifu, and he spent the first part of his childhood there before transferring to the prefecture of Chiba. He came from a wealthy and accomplished family. Both of his parents worked in the medical field. His mother was a dentist, while his father was a medical doctor at a small hospital in Chiba. Tatsuya, when he was younger, harbored the desire to pursue a career in medicine like that of his father, and he looked up to him as a role model. But because he was unable to pass his tests and move on to the next level of his education, he decided to settle for a degree from the Department of Horticulture instead. He received his degree from Chiba University in 2005, and despite the fact that he performed rather well academically, Tatsuyu did not make any attempt to look for job once he graduated. Instead, his parents provided him with a monthly stipend of 100,000 yen, which is equivalent to $920. This is the point in the story that we get some additional information about the shadow side of Tatsuyu Aichihashi. Tatsuyu did not have any prior charges with the law. Nonetheless, there were allegations that he had committed larceny and caused harm in the past. During the course of a heist, he allegedly attacked a woman who was walking down the street. On the other hand, the dispute had been resolved amicably. 
It is speculated that his grandfather bought the woman's silence with around $10,000 or 1 million yen. He was also regarded as an introvert who was obsessed with maintaining a healthy physique. Tatsuya was a regular at the gym in his neighborhood, and he frequently cycled more than 25 kilometers on a daily basis. In addition to this, Tatsuya had a reputation for being somewhat reclusive and rebellious, and he had no plans to look for employment of any kind. And with just $900 a month to get by, was it really sustainable to have sessions once a week at $35 an hour? However, let's go back to Lindsay's flat. Tatsuya thanked Lindsay for both her time and the glass of water after he had presented her with the sketch that had his name and phone number. He sent his best wishes her way till they would see each other again a few days later. After skipping over a few days, we are currently on the Saturday, the 24th of March in the year 2007. A couple of days earlier, Lindsay had gotten in touch with Tatsuya, and the two of them had decided that they would hold their first English session in a nearby coffee shop. The two were overheard speaking to one another by the surveillance camera as they waited in line to get a drink. Lindsay gave the impression of being quite calm, but it was evident that she was trying to get away from Tatsuyu any time he got too near. The two individuals sat down together and carried on a conversation for an amount of time that was probably close to an hour and a half. However, when it came time to wrap things up, Tatsuya nervously brought up the fact that he had lost his money. Don't be concerned, he assured me. My house is about a quarter of a mile down the road. Why don't you stop by to pick up your money and then get out of here? After Lindsay gave her okay, the two of them got into a cab. Lindsay was unable to ride her bike since she had forgotten to bring it with her that day, and she also had to work later that afternoon. Therefore, as she got at Tatsuya's, she approached the taxi driver and inquired as to whether or not he would be nice enough to wait for her. Because of this, Lindsay decided to go with Tatsuyu into his apartment after he gave his consent. However, after a few minutes had passed, Lindsay was still nowhere to be seen. The taxi driver felt it was a bit odd, but it was possible that she had decided to go in a different direction. No worries. After that, he went, having absolutely no recollection of the earlier happenings whatsoever. However, Lindsay never showed up for her shift later that afternoon, and to make matters even worse, she also never returned to her apartment after leaving work. Because Lindsay wasn't at her job on that particular day, her roommates immediately became concerned about her well-being. In the later hours of that day, they made a report to the authorities that she was missing. However, Saturday became Sunday, and Sunday became Monday. Monday was the next day. The radio silence that Lindsay had maintained caused concern among her loved ones and acquaintances in the United Kingdom, where she was originally from. The feeling of dread did not begin to take hold of her until following Monday, when she failed to show up for a second consecutive day of work. The school called her parents to inform them that she had now skipped school for two days in a row. And then immediately after that, they called the police to report the absence to them. However, 
It wasn't until that point that the authorities started to take Lindsay's absence a little bit more seriously. The residence of Lindsay was the first place the police looked during their search, and her roommates were the first people to be questioned. And as fate would have it, they already had a suspect in mind for the crime. They were aware that Lindsay had gone to see a man at a coffee shop not long before she went missing, and she had also left a drawing of the man in the flat when she returned there. This was the very first hint that they had. Two law enforcement officials were sent to Tatsuya's house at around 5.40 p.m., but after pounding on his door many times, no one answered it when they entered. Tatsuya's neighbors, on the other hand, were home when the police arrived, and out of kindness, they allowed the policemen to peep into Tatsuya's living room from their balcony. Even though there were no lights on in the house, there was still the distinct impression that somebody was prowling around inside. Additionally, for some reason, the detachable bathtub that belonged to the owner had been relocated from the bathroom to the balcony. The two cops acted on a hunch and sought for more assistance. They were concerned that perhaps Lindsay was being held captive inside the building. Inside approximately an hour's time, seven additional cops made their way to the scene. After a wait of three hours and the arrival of nine officers, the authorities were getting ready to search Tatsuya's residence. Tatsuya then, in a moment that caught everyone off guard, opened his front door as he was carrying a backpack at his feet. During that brief instant of sheer terror, Tatsuya managed to outrun the cops. They made many attempts to seize him but were only successful in grabbing his backpack. Tatsuya himself managed to avoid capture. Even though they tried, they were unable to keep up with Tatsuya. He was successful in avoiding capture despite the fact that the building's corridors were extremely congested and difficult to navigate. And because the police officers had no radio equipment, they were unable to keep track of the individual at any point. As a result, Tatsuya disappeared into the darkness right in the center of Tokyo Metropolis. Because Tatsuya could not be located anywhere, it looked as though the guy had vanished into thin air. When cops inspected his residence just a few seconds later, they would find a horrific scene waiting for them there. They discovered Lindsay Hawker's body there, without any clothes on. She was discovered buried in Tatsuya's detachable bathtub, which he had relocated himself to the balcony so he could use it there. It appeared that just Lindsay's right hand was visible above the level of the sand and dirt that had been placed in the bathtub after it had been filled with a mixture of the two. She was gagged and tied with scarves and plastic ties, and she had bruises all over her upper body. She had also been bound with scars. She had been assaulted for a significant amount of time in her final hour of life. Her belongings were still strewn about the room, and there was also a corpse, some sand, and some dirt in the bathtub that was on the balcony. In addition, it had a decaying agent inside of it, which sped up the process of decomposition, and flower seeds were sprinkled on top of the bathtub so that it appeared to be a flower bed. Lindsay's body would eventually become the source of nourishment for the seedlings. It was also interestingly noticed that Tatsuya had shaved all of Lindsay's hair off of her head, which added another disturbing detail to the finding that was made. 
It was also discovered by the police that Tatsuya's flat had a number of wigs, leading them to speculate that he may have been a cross-dresser. This immediately became common knowledge, and not long afterward, stories began to spread suggesting that Tatsuya may have murdered Lindsay in order to wear her hair as a wig. These allegations began to spread shortly after. By the next morning, Tatsuya Ichihashi had gained the status of a wanted man throughout the entirety of Japan. His picture was published on a number of different news websites, and the police disseminated wanted posters around the city. The police conducted raids at potential sightings of the culprit and conducted interviews with everyone who could have information that could be useful in the investigation. However, in spite of everyone's best attempts, Tatsuya was nowhere to be seen, just like a ghost. Over the course of the subsequent weeks, there were hardly no sightings of the man recorded. In point of fact, none of them led somewhere useful at all. However, because the police were so eager to apprehend the culprit, they decided to publish manipulated photographs of Tatsuya dressed in drag and wearing wigs. This was done in case the suspect was acting in drag. Tatsuya, on the other hand, was adept at avoiding attention. In point of fact, he was so skilled at eluding the authorities that the amount of time it took for them to find him increased steadily from weeks to months to years. And this frustrated Lindsay's family because, in addition to the unending grief that they had to go through because of the death of their daughter, they had to deal with the notion that her murderer got away with it. In addition to this, they had the impression that the Japanese police were becoming increasingly unpredictive and careless in their investigations. It infuriated Lindsay's parents to such a degree that only a few short months after their daughter's passing, the two of them would fly to Japan and help raise awareness of Lindsay's murderer all by themselves. Her grandfather, Bill, even had the audacity to approach members of the Yakuza, the Japanese equivalent of the Mafia, in a bar and offer them a gift of two bottles of whiskey before asking for their assistance. And as more time passed, the Japanese police found themselves increasingly in the limelight as the situation progressed. How was it possible for nine police officers to allow one guy go away? Why did it take them a whole month to question the key witnesses? And were they aware that the photo that was posted on their wanted poster was out of date by seven years? The police and the Hawker family gradually began to dispute with one another, and shortly thereafter, the British and Japanese media were involved as well. Tatsuya was still present despite the fact that everything was transpiring around him. During his time on the run, he had made his way through a significant portion of Japan. His journey had taken him all the way from Aomori, one of the most northern towns on Japan's main island, all the way down to Okinawa, the most southern island. Tatsuyu had been overlooked all this time. To further prevent being discovered, he would sometimes hide out on a desert island in a fortified bunker there. Tatsuya relocated to Osaka, which is situated 400 kilometers to the west of Tokyo one year after Lindsay passed away in 2008 and remained there until 2009. The city of Osaka is located on the island of Honshu and is a major port and economic hub. 
It is famous for its contemporary architecture as well as its vibrant nightlife and hearty street cuisine. Tatsuyu was forced to make ends meet during this time, so he made a habit of living in internet cafes and working construction jobs to support himself. If he could pull together enough money, he would pay for plastic surgery to alter his look so that he wouldn't be recognized by the authorities and risk getting in trouble. However, he had already altered his look in a significant way due to the self-mutilation he had undergone. Since he was wanted by the authorities, he had his moles removed, a portion of his lower lip cut off with scissors, and ultimately he threaded a thread through his nose to change the form of it. By the summer of 2009, the authorities were beyond helpless in their quest to locate Tatsuya. The National Police Agency made this decision here, increasing the monetary prize for information leading to his arrest from 1 million to 10 million yen. They also issued a fresh statement in which they advised that it was suspected that Tatsuya had cosmetic surgery performed on his face in order to modify his appearance and that people should be on the lookout for resemblances of Tatsuya's facial identifications. The statement advised that people should be on the lookout for resemblances of Tatsuya's facial identifications. And it succeeded, as shown by the fact that in October 2009, a plastic surgeon based in Nagoya reported to the authorities that he believed he had just performed surgery on Tatsuya. Tatsuya had made the rookie mistake of agreeing to have a photograph taken of him both before and after his procedure. The same photographs would be distributed to law enforcement and then eventually to the whole public. Tatsuya was shaken up by this. He was aware that the photographs that had just been made public by the police had revealed his identity. In point of fact, it was so successful that one of his co-workers back at a construction site in Osaka identified him as the person who had done it. Tatsuya was aware that he needed to leave Osaka and take cover as quickly as possible, as he had done in the past during a number of prior dangerous situations. His strategy was to depart Okinawa and seek sanctuary in one of the abandoned concrete bunkers that could be discovered across Okinawa's numerous distant islands. On the 10th of November 2009, he sneaked out and made his way to the ferry terminal in Osaka. Takanala, if he could only keep his head down for the next three days while riding a sluggish boat, he would eventually be in a much safer place, far away from justice. Tatsuya's good fortune, however, would run out long before he ever reached the boat. Someone who worked at the port in question had really recognized his face and alerted security to the possibility that it was Aichihashi they were looking at. They were correct in their assumption since only a few short seconds later, Tatsuya found himself face to face with a group of cops. When they asked him for his name, he realized that the game was already finished at this point. He confirmed his identity to them by saying, Yes, I am Tatsuya Ichihashi. The contest had been decided. After that, the police made a formal arrest of him, and the initial accusation against him was leaving a body behind. In following years, he would be presented with two further rape and murder warrants. In addition, it took him a total of eight months before he was finally able to meet his jury. 
His trial started on July 4, 2011, and since the verdict was very much a foregone conclusion from the very beginning, the deliberation process didn't take very long. A significant amount of focus was placed on the manner in which Tatsuyu would be punished by the legal system in Japan. Even though the death penalty is legal in Japan, the majority of those convicted of murdering a single person do not end up being executed. However, Tatsuya was a man who received a lot of attention from the press, and there were a lot of people who supported the notion. Tatsuyu testified during his trial that he lured Lindsay into his flat, raped her, and then strangled her because he was afraid that his neighbors would hear her cry and contact the police. He did this because he believed that if she screamed, they would. Tatsuyu Ichihashi was found guilty of the murder of Lindsay Hawker on the 21st of July 2011, and he was subsequently sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. And despite the fact that Lindsay's family had requested the death sentence for Tatsuya, the court decided against it since he did not have any prior convictions and, at the age of 32, there was still a hope that he may one day become rehabilitated. Lindsay's family had requested the death penalty for Tatsuya. However, the trial would not come without its share of more destruction and sorrow for Lindsay's family. This is to be expected. They would not only have to relive her dying moments, but they would also have to see new photographs of Lindsay's body, which is something they deeply regret having seen in the first place. After Tatsuyu was sentenced, Lindsay's parents issued a statement to the media that said as follows. We've waited a long time for today. We have waited close to five years for justice to be served. Aichihashi, Lindsay had a deep appreciation for Japan, and you did not disappoint her in any way. You have robbed us of numerous memories, along with a priceless life, a whole existence, and a life that was once valuable to us. The majority of people in the country are pleased with the judgment, which places Tatsuya behind bars for the rest of his life. And Tatsuyu himself, resigning himself to his own destiny, had written and published a book just before the trial in which he admitted to Lindsay's murder. He did this shortly before the trial began. The majority of his narrative was devoted to recounting the 2.5 years that he had spent hiding from authorities and the measures that he had taken in order to remain undetected. The family of Lindsay was promised that they would get all royalties and earnings from the book, which was given the title Until I Was Arrested, and it was anticipated that more than 100,000 copies would be sold around the world. But Lindsay's family turned down the offer. And despite Tatsuyu's odd attempt at doing a good deed, they were unconvinced that anything could convince them to let their daughter come home with them. Lindsay was successful, happy, well-liked, and irreplaceable all at the same time. She was in the midst of a wonderful trip overseas, during which she was helping others develop a vital new talent while also gaining new experiences herself. And in the end, it was a good act that was turned around and used against her by an odd man who had no compassion. Her family, including her parents and sisters, as well as all of her friends, will miss her terribly. Thank you for your attention to our case today. If you thought the case presented was interesting, please take a moment to give a thumbs up. 
And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our channel so that you may see more cases in the future.